So even if you don't consider yourself to be a speaker, you probably are, right? <laughs> probably. Right? We're all yeah. talking to people, right? So uh -huh. most of us talk to people a lot. So whether it's our coworkers, um, maybe that's in church, we lead a small group, neighbors, mm -hmm. our kids, you yeah. know, our families, like we all are communicating all the time, right? So we need, even if you don't consider yourself to be a public speaker, uh, I think this episode is going to be real, really helpful for you. We mm -hmm. have Christy right here, who is an awesome author, certified business coach, world-class professional speaker who's been doing this a long, long time. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have heard of her because she worked over at Ramsey with um, Dave and all of his friends for a long, long time. But regardless, whether you're a business leader, content creator, um, anything you can think of, you are communicating in some way. So I think this episode is going to be real, real helpful. Yeah. So with all that, Christy, thank you for taking a little time to come chat today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. I'm honored. Yeah. So we're going to have fun. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode because Christy agreed to do a little coaching for Linda and I. <laughs> and so yeah. we're going to let her um, pick apart something that we recorded um, probably about a year ago or something. Yeah. So it's about a five minute um, clip of when we gave the offering message at our church. Yeah. Linda and I together mm -hmm. um, sharing on this. And so Christy's going to help us dissect this, <laughs> coach us, okay. you know, share about areas she's we can improve on it better. and help That's make us better. That's what she's going to do. Right? Yeah. Help make all of us better, right? Yeah. So y'all get to listen and watch us um, get the feedback on this and um, hopefully get to see us do better next time. So, yeah. Which is so brave anyway. of you guys. Like I said, before we started recording, y'all are so brave. I love this. So I love, I've never <laughs> done this before and I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Well, oh, we, we haven't done this exact thing before. We've been coached on other things. So we're, we're excited too. But yeah. I think it's gonna be real, real good. So mm -hmm. with all that, let me share the screen, get this thing pulled up so we can kind of, um, yeah, go through all that. So share video. I love your commentary as we're. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you need to know what I'm doing on the screen. So. Uh, so Christy, I'll go ahead and hit play on this and then just let me know any point where you want to interject, give your feedback, thoughts, whatever else. And we'll kind of go from there. Um, so yeah. this is our pastor introducing us. You want to move that over here. So and, um, okay. and we'll get going. All right. So here we go. Here we go. And so, yeah, just a little context. Again, we're giving the offering message at our church. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Would you welcome Bob and Linda Lottie because they come to share around our time of giving tonight. You wore them again. I'm Thanks, so Beth, glad man. you wore them again. She did it for you. <laughs> Amazing. Hi. Morning, church. Or evening. Is Good it evening, evening, right? Good evening, church. Hilarious. Um, we are so excited to be here. Uh, Bob and I talk about money for a living. We teach people about money. And so we found something that has helped us that is super practical, but that has made giving so much fun. And we wanted to share it with you tonight. Yeah. So I have to start by admitting that I used to hate giving Super stingy, tight-fisted, just <laughs> really did not like it at all. And that's why I want to share this, because this has helped yeah. me. And I'm in this position now where God has done so much in our heart, in our lives, in terms of generosity, where it's like, I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things. Okay, pause. And so, uh, okay. 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 I want to pause before I, um, and I'll let it go a little bit longer next time, but there's a, several thoughts out of the gate that I want to share with you guys, because yeah. this is really, really good. Um, and I can get a lot from the first 30 seconds. So first of all, y'all are super comfortable on stage. That is very, very, very difficult to teach. That comes with practice. Um, it, some people naturally have it. If they don't, they fake it really well, which actually leads to feeling that authentically. But your presence 
is so comfortable. You're not awkward. You're not doing anything weird with your hands. Your, your body posture is not awkward. Like that right there is a massive hurdle that you have overcome. So I just want to start by saying, well done, because your immediate impression is so comfortable, which exudes confidence. So well done. You're both very comfortable on stage. Um, I was nervous when you first told me that y'all were speaking together because often two people speaking at the same time can be awkward because mm-hmm. it, one person speaks too long. The other person's like, why am I here? Where do I look? What do I do with my eyes, my hands? Where do I stand? Um, it's not like that at all. Um, it may be different if you were doing an hour long talk together and I would give you some advice on how to use the stage, but for five minutes, I think it's going to be fine. But initially y'all are handing off so naturally you're handing off so well, um, One of the things I want to say, Linda, that you did really well is you got right into it. So when y'all said, Hey, y'all we're so excited to be here. A lot of people will camp there because they're nervous and they'll talk about how excited they are. And how about the, that football team Sunday and the weather rain, you're just rambling. You just, they just ramble because they're nervous. You got Mm -hmm. right into it. We teach people about money for a living. I was like, boom, I'm in great. Okay, great. I love that. You got right into it, which is what you should do. Um, one of the things that you said, and I can't remember the exact words, which is why I wanted to pause because I may not say it correctly, but, um, Bob, you say something to the effect of, I learned something that makes giving fun. I want to teach you how to make giving fun. I used to hate giving. I was really stingy. I didn't want to do that. Okay. The way that you talk about it, while that may be true, you talk about it in a way that is, um, a little isolating, Mm -hmm. Where at this point in your talk, I want you connecting with your audience in a way that is so relatable where they're going, oh, me too. So I might've said something, if this were me, and you can use your own words, but I might've, I want to phrase differently to say something like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but giving can feel hard. Like you've Mm -hmm. got bills to pay. You want to give, like you're in your head, you want to give in your heart, you want to give. But when it comes to writing that check, like it's hard. You've you've got practical needs you've got to meet. And the reality is, you don't see where it goes. Do you like, you don't know, is this helping like feed children in Africa? Is this putting the lights on? It's like, Oh, I don't know. I really need to pay my child's tuition this month. It can be hard. Can it? Okay. At this point, I want you connecting with the audience on the problem that you have had that they have that giving Mm -hmm. us the solution to, because that's what you're driving towards, right? Like your solution is giving. So you're going to solve the problem of it's hard to give. I want you unpacking examples at this point of really relatable statements that gets the entire audience quickly going, that is hard. Yeah, that's me too. I feel the same way, Bob. Yeah. So when you say I was greedy and stingy, no one self-identifies as greedy and stingy. So they are not relating to you at that point. So it feels a little isolating and it, and it, um, is not a great impression for you. Um, so you can, I like how you got into the problem. I want to say that I like how you got into the problem of, of not wanting to give, I would phrase it in a way that's more relatable and I would apply it to them specifically. Don't hope that they go, Oh, me too. I want you to say, maybe you felt like that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you struggle, you got bills to pay. Like I get it. Me too. We are in this together. You're connecting with them there yeah. on the problem so that they care about the solution you're about to offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I okay, love that. Cool. cool. So Let's good. Keep going. All right. Uh, we're going to start with 2 Corinthians 9, 7, a verse you've probably heard, but we're going to read it and go from there. Yeah. Okay. So it says, each one must do just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay. I've grown up in the church. I've heard this verse a lot, like a lot of times, right? Uh, maybe you have too. But when I would hear this verse, honestly, I would feel pretty guilty about it 
Because here's what would happen. The offering plate would come around and I'd go, you know, I have some other stuff coming up this week and I know that bill is due. So I'm just gonna wait and I'll see what's kind of left after that happens and see if I have enough to give. Or there'd be an opportunity to bless a person or send someone to conference, let's say, right? And I just, I didn't have it. And so I would either just compulsively like, well, I'll just do it and I'll figure it out later. Or I would give it reluctantly, like, oh, I, I don't know that I have this money to give, but I guess I'm just gonna do it and hope it all works out. Or I wouldn't give it all because I just didn't feel like I had it to give. And none of these scenarios felt right to me. They all felt like against this verse. And so I would hear it and I would kind of cringe at my own self because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? How do I do this? Thanks for laughing. <laughs> it's true. It really is true. Yeah. So I just felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place of how can I do this the right way? Yeah. So here's what's so cool. So we just read 2 Corinthians 9-7. So it's Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. He said you should do as you've decided in your heart to give, okay? So he had already written another letter to the Corinthians, right? 1 Corinthians. And he had told them, given them practical instruction on how to do it. Okay, so if you go to 1 Corinthians okay, 16, 2. Okay, I love this because the scripture that you're using in this specific example highlights both the problem and the solution. And so what I would do if I were you is I would take that, that scripture, I would move it up a little bit earlier in the talk where Bob, like you could open with it, not open with it, but get into that when you're talking about the problem, get into this scripture. And, and one of the things that can be difficult in speaking, and this is true for any amount of time, by the way, is we want to highlight lots of solutions and lots of problems. I try to boil down what is the number one problem you're solving. And if I was going to put it in my own words of watching you all, it's hard to give. So that would yeah. be the problem you're solving. It's hard to give. Mm -hmm. Now you could bounce back and forth, kind of volleyball this on the different ways that it's hard. So one way that it's hard is um, you got bills to pay, which Linda, you got into right after I said that you got into, you got bills to pay, you got practical needs. Bob hops back over here and it's like, yeah. And it says you're supposed to be a cheerful giver. Honestly, I don't feel cheerful. I don't feel cheerful. It, like, where's this money going? It's it's hard. like, I want to feel cheerful, but I don't. H how are you supposed to be cheerful? And then you go back to Linda. It's like, well, then sometimes you just don't give at all. And then you feel guilty because you're not giving and, or you're just making it, or maybe you're just giving an amount and you popcorn back and forth on all the ways that it's hard to give. But the umbrella is it's hard to give because what you want to do is you you want your problem statement, your problem that you're unpacking in this talk to be so simple and so easily stated that the audience remembers it and then they are engaged for your solution. So the problem would be it's hard to give and here's all the examples of how it's hard to give. And so that sets it up. Well, then you can use a bookend of this scripture, just like you did, Bob, there. It, naturally, you guys are, are, are getting there. It's just a little bit of weaving. I would love it to be a more... Um, a straight line because your audience can follow the story arc of where you're going. If it's straight line, y'all are weaving a little bit and all these things are really good. I would make it more streamlined. And so then you come back to a bookend of second Corinthians nine, which it says, do as you've decided. See, this was so great. Paul tells us do in your, in your heart, as you've decided in your heart to do or give, then you can pull it back in. Now here's the solution to that problem. We just unpacked that it's hard to give. Yes. God loves a cheerful giver, but we don't know how to be cheerful, et cetera. So you guys have really great elements in here. What I love to help people do, and this is what I teach in my talk template. I have a template where it's like, 
start to finish, it follows a story arc. And it's not, I would love to take credit for this, but this is the way that our brain processes information. If you follow Donald yeah. Miller's story brand or any movie you've yeah. ever seen, it follows a story arc. And that's because that's how yeah. our brain understands information. So it's problem, solution. In, in my talk template, I, I apply it to a talk versus a movie, but problem, solution, action. So the problem is it's hard to give. The solution is you do as you've decided in your heart to give. And then the action, which we'll get to, we're going to keep watching, is what do you do about that? How do you do as you've decided in your heart? Is it a plan? Is it a budget? Is it a set amount? You know, whatever. So let's keep watching. But but I think you guys have really good elements. I would love to see it in a more streamlined um, format so that your audience yeah. is tracking with you and it doesn't feel like we're weaving around so much, if that makes sense. But this yeah. is really good. Keep watching. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I just want to add, yeah. um, literally everything you told me in that first little section, that's exactly what Linda did. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you I nailed that it right after. Yeah. No, but I'm saying yeah. I didn't, but you did. Like yeah. you, you just have, you naturally do this really, really well. Oh, okay. Good. I've watched Which... a lot of movies. So, <laughs> well, I'm not talking the story arc. I'm talking about your interpersonalness oh. and applying it, bringing it back to everyday life. Whereas yeah. I was just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some that people have this, some people have this intuitively and, um, it's just how they naturally communicate. They're especially high relational people, people that are very relational. There's a lot of empathy. There's a lot of let's connect before yeah. I communicate, mm -hmm. let's connect on common ground. So for some people, it may come more naturally where you're doing it and you don't even realize it. Like you're, like you're saying, Bob, about Linda, the thing that I would say is the audience, the audience, because every human being is thinking, why do I care? all day, every day. Why do I care? Like, what are you about to say that interests me? This is how our brain is wired for survival. You're, I'll give you an example. You're scrolling social media. When do you stop? When something answers that question for you, here's what's in it for you. Here's a, a tip that interests you, news that interests you, something that makes you laugh, but it does something yeah. for you. And if it doesn't, you keep scrolling. And so our job as communicators is in the first few minutes to connect what we're about to say to why they should care. So we're answering the question mm -hmm. they're thinking, which is what's in it for me? Why do I care? Which is why you're unpacking this problem. So if you were to flip this and Linda comes out and she, very first words out of your mouth, y'all, we help people um, with money for a living. And let me tell you, giving is hard, isn't it? Like you want to give, I know you do, but it's hard. You've got bills out of the gate. You're connecting mm -hmm. with them on the problem that you're about to solve. So yeah, I so would just good. move it up. Yeah, it's because it may be intuitive for you, but anybody can do it, which is why I teach this is like, this is the section of your talk. The first section yeah. is the problem. And most people, most communicators, speakers, business leaders, whatever, we come out and we just want to say what we want to say. We, You need a budget. You need to get lose weight. You need to be a better. You, we just want to deliver the content, but right. no one cares about what you have to say until you connect with them on why they should care. And so oh, yeah. we always start with the problem we're about to solve. And that's per podcast. That's per reel. That's, I'll give you a great example. A reel I posted two days ago. I connect with them on, you're in this wilderness season and you feel like you need to let go of the past to take hold of the new, but you don't know what to let go of. You're like, yeah, mm -hmm. Lord, I want to let go. What is it? What do I need to let go of? Everyone's going, right. Yes. When you get that head nod, when you get that, yes, then they're ready for your solution, not before. And so I really love oh. that you do that intuitively. And Bob, you made such a good point. So I'll just move that part up out of the gate to get the audience scooched forward on their seat, listening for your solution because you've made them care. Love that. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Hitting play. I'll give you my paraphrase version, which is basically as money comes in, as you earn money, take some, set it aside. And he, uh, one translation says, place it in safekeeping so that when it's time to give, the money's just sitting there waiting. 
okay? And this is so powerful. I mean, we thought, all right, how can we practically apply this? So we created, opened a separate account at our bank. And so when we get paid, we get paid once a month, the beginning of the month, we decide, each year we decide what percentage we're going to give for that year. And so we've decided that. And then at the first of the week or the first of the month, we move that money out of our main checking account over to this other account. And it sits there until it's time to give. And then when it's offering time, we just make that transfer, move the money right over. And it's sitting there waiting to go. Yeah. And it's been a game changer for us because there's someone like me who hated giving because it was so painful. A lot of how you illustrated, this made it fun and it yeah. made us consistent. Yeah, and it creates an atmosphere where you don't have to give under compulsion or reluctantly. Like you just don't have to do that anymore. You can actually give cheerfully. But on top of that, it, it took us from, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just give like, Lord, okay, I hear you asking me to give. I'll try and figure this out too. Hey, where should I give this money, Lord? Where do you want it to go? Yep. And when something, when an opportunity comes up, you're like, I'm ready to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm ready. I can do it. Let's do it now. Pause. And it you, you all seriously have all the right elements in the wrong order, but you have the right elements. So let's start with like, give the right elements is so good. I would take exactly what you guys just said in the last 60 seconds. And I would flip it because Bob, you say that money is just sitting there. It's ready to go. It makes giving fun. That doesn't sound fun to me. Like having money sitting in account for church doesn't sound fun. It may sound something. It may sound easy. It may sound like I've planned, but it doesn't sound fun. So you've, you've promised me that it's going to be fun and it's not actually fun yet. Okay. What Linda gotcha. just said was fun. So Linda's like, where, where do you want to give Lord? And then we could bless somebody. And then we could give a big titter. Now I'm like, Oh, that's fun. And then Bob goes, that's how giving becomes fun. Flip it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You guys have the right elements. They're just, and it may be just the dynamics of doing two people on stage, which like I said, is, is challenging. You've got to be even more intentional of who's saying what, and you guys hand off so well. So it's very natural. There's no awkwardness. I think there's just things that are slightly out of order from a story arc and me tracking with you yeah. as an audience member. Yeah. Um, so another, good. another thing that I would stay away from. Um, okay. So when we're speaking, 99% of the time, anyone that is speaking, by the way, you are trying to get the audience to do something, believe something, take an action, make a change. Like you are trying to create a result. I don't care what business or industry you're trying to create some result, even if it's just believing in themselves, increasing confidence, increasing prayer, whatever we're trying to create a result. The way that we create action is through specifics and story, not through theory. So mm -hmm. when you use words that are theory, no one is compelled to move. No one is compelled mm -hmm. to get out their checkbook. And the words, I'm, I'm going to pick on you for a second, Linda, because you've done so many things well, you can handle it. <laughs> when you say that creates an atmosphere where mm -hmm. giving is no longer, creates an atmosphere doesn't make me want to get out my checkbook. If you were to tell me a story and you got into it, and it's like, so then one month, so we, we meet a woman at a gas station that, you know, and she's, her baby's there and her car's broken. Whatever. I'm making this up, but there's some yeah. story, some mm -hmm. story where you want to give, it's like, and y'all, that money was just sitting there. That money was just sitting mm -hmm. there waiting for someone to bless that our church has a new campaign where they're going to build a new da, 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 da. And that money's just sitting there. You're tying back to what Bob has said that set you up. If it's just sitting there now, right. you're telling a story a visceral, emotional story, a success story that I visually can now put myself in your shoes and go, wouldn't it be amazing the next time that I, someone crosses my, my coworkers child was diagnosed with cancer. And I just want to bless them. Now I 
feel it. Now I want to get off my checkbook, but mm-hmm. creates an atmosphere where giving is no longer reluctant. That's theory language. And we want to stay away from theory language because theory gotcha. language doesn't cause action. So um, I would, I would, I would replace some of that hypothetical and the high level with one specific story. Now, if I can go on a quick sidebar here for your audience and for you guys, yeah. I think um, one of the temptations when we're communicators, one of the temptations is to be so general that we, because we want to apply everything to everyone. We want Mm -hmm. everyone to feel included, but when we're so general, we actually speak to no one. And so Mm -hmm. here's what pastors do all the time. I'm going to pick on pastors for a second because every single pastor does it every single Sunday. (laughs) They're teaching on a sermon. Okay. They're teaching on a sermon and they are now at the part of their talk where they're going to apply it to the audience. And here's what they say. And I'm going to be real dramatic as I am just to make my point. Maybe you have financial struggles. Maybe you have marital struggles. Maybe you have parenting struggles. Maybe you have struggles with your career. Maybe you have health struggles. Maybe you have other struggles. Now, time out. You don't feel anything. Nothing about what I said connected with your heart Mm -hmm. and caused you to make a change. Nothing. Because it is so vanilla. It is so general. It is so vague that no one actually feels anything. So in my effort to connect with everyone, I've connected with no one. I would rather you have one to three. Now you're in a five minute talk. So you got one, you got time for one example here Mm -hmm. on in a sermon. You got time for three, but I'd rather you have three specific one sentence examples than 10 general that don't speak to anybody. So here's what that might look like. Maybe you and your spouse are so disconnected. You don't even remember why you got married and you go to bed every night and there's more and more space between you and you don't speak and you don't connect and you realize you are living with a stranger in your own home and you don't know if you could ever get back to how you were. Maybe for you, you have been working so hard for so long, you don't believe you'll ever get ahead. You get paid every Friday, that money is gone. Any hopes or dreams of a vacation or ever even digging yourself out of that hole of debt are gone. And you just have resolved that this is your story and this is as good as it gets. And you're just going to do what you can to get by because you're never, ever going to have margin again. Maybe for you, that's what money represents to you, right? Like, do you feel the difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Specific, visceral examples that make people feel something. So here, what I would love to see replace the creates an atmosphere, theoretical kind of high level, general language that we want to get away from and take one specific example of one specific time that you guys got to bless someone because you had that money sitting there. And then when you tell that story, Linda, then it goes to Bob and Bob goes, that's how giving becomes fun, y'all. Yeah. Boom. Now you've shown me how it's fun. And then Bob and now has permission to say it is fun because you've shown me that it's possible. The one mm-hmm. other thing I would say is, is um, if you are giving this talk and this would be true for anyone, if you're giving this talk as a testimony, then using we language the whole time would be appropriate because it's a testimony. But if you were standing there as thought leaders that are instructing the audience to give, I would save the we language for the first half of the talk, the first beginning when you're getting in with we used to struggle with giving too. By this point, I want you to be the authority and say, this is how you set it aside. You, you, you transfer the money. You do this. You do like you're instructing them on what to do because at this point you're still talking about, well, we would allocate this money. We, 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 we. 
I don't feel bossed around enough. I need, if you want me to change my money habits with giving Linda and Bob, you've got to tell me what to do. So here's what I want you to do. You're probably thinking by this point, that would be nice to, to do like you guys have done. I want to do what Paul's saying. How do I do it? Let me tell you how you set up a savings account. You have an automatic withdrawal of the percentage that you want to give from your bank. And then that money is just sitting there. This is exactly what we did. And you can too. But directives, just like you would with your kids' directives. I want you to put your shoes on and brush your teeth. I want you to open a bank account and transfer the money. It's not condescending. It's actually incredibly helpful because people are tired and distracted. They don't know how to apply your content. And when you're still telling the we story this late in the talk, they're they're a little too sitting back and checked out. They need you to tell them what you want them to do if you want them to change their habits. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. That's really good. I've never thought, of it that way. I've never thought of, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. Like starting with the we side and then transitioning Until to we connect. Well, that, yeah. transitioning. let me show yeah. you a contrast. So the, the outline of my life balance book and the outline of my life balance talk, cause they mirror each other on, on take back your time. This is the thesis. Okay. So the problem, we don't know what life balance is much less how to achieve it. The solution, life balance is living from your values. And I've got all kinds of stories throughout. The action, which is how you apply the content, how you actually apply the solution that you've that you've highlighted. Figure out what matters, stop doing what doesn't matter, create a calendar that reflects what matters, protect what matters, and be present for what matters. If I if, so so I'm telling stories in the beginning about being out of balance and we don't know what it is, and it feels like I'm always losing and I'm weighed down by guilt. No matter what I do, I always feel like I'm failing. That's me, me and we and us, and isn't that hard? I apply it to you. Isn't it frustrating? We never have enough time. We, me and we in the beginning of the talk. When I get to the solution, which is my thesis, that is one main idea, and I am directive at that point. Life balance mm -hmm. is living from your values. Life balance is spending your one life on what is important to you. It is not, I think it's living from my values. It's we're now, I'm giving you the option to opt out and go, it's not true for you. No, no, no. This is the absolute truth. And here's how you do this. Number one, figure out what matters. Not I figured out what mattered and then I stopped doing what didn't matter. And then I created a calendar. It, at this point, it's not authoritative enough. If at the end, I'm just telling my story. And so mm -hmm. you've got to, you've got to switch to the authority figure that says, here is the thesis content and here are your steps to do this thesis thing. Mm -hmm. Those yeah. directives. It's actually very helpful to your audience because it gives them handlebars, notes. They know what they need to do to go do that thing when they walk out of the room. So um, I've actually never taught that before, like so explicitly, but seeing it, that's a really, it's just really interesting. It's really, really important yeah. that that you make that switch. So thanks for helping me realize that's a part of it. Okay, let's well, keep going. <laughs> yeah, and, and I feel like I'm realizing in that, that, that beginning we communication establishes the authority for that second half. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. The anyway, empathy, yeah, having, go ahead. The empathy, the relatability, the I've been there, but now at this point you're saying, this is what you do to change or to get out of it or to do things differently. You're no yeah. longer in that same boat with them. I mean, you can use examples of like, well, here's how we, you know, you use examples, but your directives have to be directive. They have to be, this is what you do. Yeah. Because if you're saying, because what I, when I was watching you as the consumer, which this is my first time seeing it and I want my real responses. When you said, we changed the blank account, we, 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 right. We moved the money over. Everything in my posture sits back a little, like, because this is story time. It's like, oh, okay, that's what mm -hmm. y'all did. Well, good for y'all. Okay, well, cool. Anyway, I'm going back to doing what I did because mm -hmm. it's an option. It's if, if you're just telling me what you did, then there's right. an option to not do what you did. 
Mm-hmm. You change the statement so that this is what you do. You do this, you do this, et cetera. And then I don't have the option. I mean, obviously we do, but in your communication for persuasion, for influence to lead to the result we're talking about, the directives are much more effective. Yeah. That's good. All right. All right. Keep going. Yeah. Another minute or so. It's so, so much fun because when you see yourself partnering with God, like this is where the adventure in Christianity comes from is being ready to say yes, right? Like you see yourself doing all these crazy things for God, but if you do not have the finances to do it, it makes it really challenging. So when you, when you set aside this money and say yes to the Lord in that way, it's super practical, but it sets you up for really fun adventures. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it's been a game changer for us. So if this is something that you need, tap into Paul's wisdom here. First Corinthians 16 two. go read it, tap into this. He's onto something and it's helped us immensely. So with that, let's pray. God, I pray that you'd bless this offering tonight, bless all the generous givers, bless the, uh, yeah, just make this thing grow, Father. I'm believing for the supernatural abundance, the over and above. I'm believing for the expansion that as the money comes in, that you multiply it, its effectiveness. The Ephesians 3.20 thing, God, where it goes so much further. So any dollar that's given here goes so much further than we can expect. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. This is so great. Okay. Um, a couple more thoughts and then, and then we'll just take this any direction y'all want to take it. Okay. Um, you said, Linda, I think you said it sets you up for really fun adventures. I love the words that y'all are using in connection with giving fun adventure. I love that. Again, what's going to paint that picture is a story. So mm-hmm. just having a story that highlights the fun and adventure is going to be really, really important. Um, Linda, I wouldn't have your phone in your hand. It's super distracting. Um, so just if it's a five minute talk, try to memorize the section or you the confidence monitor or something else. Because when you're using your hands, which you should, I do, it makes for more uh, better stage presence. Your phone is waving. And so the whole time I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your phone. And then right. um, the one thing that you, you ought to just think through, and, and again, you, you have to keep in mind that anytime we teach, whether we're teaching them to give, how to give, we're teaching them about weight loss, teaching them about finances, teaching them how to build a business. It doesn't matter. When you're teaching someone something new, you have to remember that they don't know this. And what is obvious to you is not obvious to them. What is easy for you is not easy for them. And so we can often um, breeze past stuff. So what comes to mind for me Mm -hmm. is you have now taught them in this five minutes to set aside the money, but they haven't done that right now they're in church. So what do they do today? How do you connect what you just said to what you want them to do right now? So right now, what would it look like for you to give 10% of your last paycheck? And then from here on out, when you go home, you set aside that money Mm. because you've taught them a budgeting concept that they're not doing right there in the seats. And that isn't necessarily connected to giving right then. Now, maybe you'll see great giving the next week and hopefully that they do it. But you want there to be a very direct line between the problem you set up to the solution you teach them to the action you're telling them to take. And as we've said it today is the problem is it's hard to give. The solution is setting the money aside. And the action is give today. Those are not connected. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 If we want them to give today then we need to have a problem that sets up why it's hard to give that a solution of how you can give today and trust God or whatever, mm-hmm. or you, you need to have, it's like this. Does that make sense? So we need to have a very yeah. clear, the problem is we don't know what life balance is. The solution is life balance is this. The action is here's five steps to achieve that life balance. So mm-hmm. in yeah. your, it's hard to give 
giving is easy when, or whatever your solution is. And then the action is give today and then go home and plan or, you know, step one, give 10% today. Step two, go home and set your budget. Step three, you know, something where you're, you're applying what you want them to do today because you're making the ask for them to give today. You're not doing a talk on how to budget today. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I, I mean, I don't, cause I think you were the one that said give today possibly. And I'm just thinking through, maybe I didn't do this in this talk, but I have definitely done it before where like exactly what you're saying, where it's like, I just made two separate points that were not connecting while I'm communicating. And I think some of that comes out of nervousness. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't think I looked nervous, but I remember being nervous. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just how do you, is, is this just something that comes with time and, uh, uh, a lot of practice and, um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my theory, Linda, and you can tell me if this is your experience or not. Okay. okay. So here's my theory. I, I, so I have a course called stop winging it and midway mm-hmm. through the course, I ask my students. So it's a six week course about four weeks into the course. I asked my students, you know, what are their, some their main pain points and some of their problems, fears around speaking nerves, nervousness, whatever the number one overwhelming response of the biggest barrier between them and speaking is nerves. It's, mm-hmm. it's confidence. I don't have enough confidence. I don't have enough confidence. Okay. Here's my theory. My theory is it's, it's actually not confidence. My theory is it's content that you don't know what you're trying to say. And if you knew what you were trying to say, your confidence would be through the roof. If you knew I start here and then I go here and then I go here and then I end here, mm-hmm. you would not have the phone and you wouldn't have the nerves. And it's not about memorization. It's about a story arc. It's about having such a clear path for your message that there is no wandering, rambling. There's no sidebars. It is a very clear path. And what's so great is when you write your talk and it could be a five minute talk, it could be a 60 second reel. It could be an hour keynote. When you write your talk with this very clear story arc, then you're not even worried about memorization because all you really need to know are your three main chunks. And so you, what would come next in your talk is what would naturally come next in a story. So you come out of the gate. I, I'm going to make this up as if I was doing this five minute talk, come out of the gate. I'm going to start with story. We always start with story, start with a story of a time that it was hard to give. Well, that sets up the problem of it's hard to give. So now we're all going to talk about how it's hard to get. It's hard, isn't it? You know, you got bills, you, me, all of us, it's hard. You know, what's great is we just need a system. A system makes it easy to give. It's hard because we don't know what we're doing. It's hard because we're making it up every day. It's hard because we're just waiting for money to be left over. Money's never, that's just put a system in place. Like you do when you come home and you got a place, you put your keys. You just need a system. That's all. When you have a system, you know what happens? You already know where the money is because it went to this place it was supposed to go. So you unpack this thesis of you need a system. I'm making this up, but you unpack it. You sell them on it, right? To where they're all going, oh yeah, I've got a system for my keys. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, why would I not have a system for this? I got a system for showering in the morning. I got, you just need a system. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, here's how you do that. Step one, you're going to open a separate savings account. Step two, set up auto draft of your paycheck or your business revenue that's going to automatically go into the savings account. And then step three, on Sunday, like today, you write that check, friend, because that money's just sitting there. Let me tell you a story about a t- you know XYZ story of a success story of how I was able to do this. That's how you do it. So you know what? You don't have a system today. I get that. What would it look like for you to go in and give what you would like to give? 10%, not just when it's easy, but 10% of your paycheck, write that. And then you go home and you set up that system. It's a very clear path. I just made that up on the fly, but it's a story arc that is, it's hard to give. The solution is you need a system. Here's your three steps to a system. So mm-hmm. the I think that if you had a clear path for your content, 
this could be y'all together or y'all separately. I think your confidence would go through the roof because you'd know exactly where you're going. We get nervous when we're not sure what we're saying. And this is me too. When I'm not prepared or I haven't fleshed out my content or um, I haven't reviewed it, I ramble. I talk about things that don't make sense. I do things out of order. It's just not as good because I don't know where I'm going. So my theory is it's not confidence. It's actually content. And if we, if you write the talk in a story arc of problem, solution, action, you know exactly where you're going. I think you'd be a lot more confident. Hmm. I think that's good. That's really good. That's really good. I mean, I've had experiences. Uh, I used to lead worship and uh, 100% could not agree more. My confidence was directly tied to how well I knew the song. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a brand new song. And I'm trying to remember the chords and mm-hmm. like trying to remember the lyrics. Like, it's, yeah, it just made it very unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. But if I knew it, like the back of my hand, it was like, oh, this is easy. So, well, you, know. you have more fun. And you do better when you're confident, yeah. especially in anything on stage, you just, you just yeah. do better. You're, you're going to, you're going to shrink back when you're insecure. You're going to ramble, be nervous. You're going to talk softer. You're, you're almost going to try to like subconsciously hide yourself, even though you're in the spotlight and the one behind the microphone, <laughs> which makes it worse. Doesn't it? Terrible. It makes it terrible. It makes it awful. So, so the confidence piece of it makes you do better, which, and this is what it all comes down to makes the audience be able to receive it. It leads to life change. So, and I think, especially in the church world, because I know we have a lot of um, believers listening to this, there is a, a belief, there's a myth, there's a, I'm gonna call it a lie, that if you practice or prepare or script mm-hmm. or plan your stories, you're not following the Holy Spirit's lead. And I think that is just absolute garbage because the worship band, they didn't just get up there and hope that oceans came out perfectly. They prepared because they care. And when you, as a communicator, prepare, it shows that you care. So let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to practice that joke in front of my mirror five times to make sure I land that punchline because that laugh that I get from you is going to enable you to hear that tough love I'm going to say next and that hard truth that you need to hear about obedience, which Mm -hmm. is going to lead to you then obeying the Lord. And the next time he prompts you to do something or test you or put you through, yeah, I'm going to practice. Yeah, I'm going to prepare because I care about the outcome. And so I just want to set people free, especially in the church world that feel like, oh, it's not authentic if I prepare. Yeah. Speaking is a skill like anything else. And you, the worship band is praying. You should prepare if you care. Yeah. That's good. I love that. It's a good word. Yeah. Okay. One more. I have a selfish question if that's okay. I'm ready for it. I want to know, because we are about to give an hour long talk tonight, actually. Oh, awesome. But there are sometimes, so we have like a six week course that we do. Mm-hmm. And there are sometimes when we do this in person where it's real Bob heavy and I'm just sitting there Okay. and I'm doing my best to just like pay attention to him, nod sure. along. Do you have any, yeah, just tips. Y'all are like teaching how, this how together. You, oh, it's 60 minutes. Yes. You're teaching it together. Okay. W- give me rough time frames of like, how long is Bob speaking without you speaking or vice versa? it varies, but there are bigger chunks. Like in one of them, I have said, I'm just going to sit down and let you do this by yourself because I think it's so much more awkward for me to stand there for 30 minutes. Absolutely. You need to get out of the light. You need to get out of the stage and out of the light. Now you can be on stage if you're going to be called on, but if it's 30 minutes, you need to be off stage. Right. You you need to excuse yourself. Like Bob should say, okay, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm Bob comes out, Bob kicks it off. You don't even come out until it's your turn. Unless you're doing something in the beginning, it is Bob. It is the Bob show for 30 minutes. And then Bob says, and now I'd like to bring out my wife, Linda, and she's going to, you know, we're going to talk about this together or she's going to take it, whatever the next section. 
I would say if you are not speaking mm-hmm. for five minutes or more, I'm making this up on the spot right now. Okay. But let's just, it feels good. Five minutes, five minutes or more. You need to be backstage out of the light off to the side. Yeah. If it's longer than, I mean, if you're going to come right back after five minutes, that's one thing, but 30 minutes, you're not even on. He's just going to reintroduce you. That's a whole session, Bob. You're doing a whole keynote by yourself. And then she's coming out for a shared keynote, like in your mind, because yeah. you you have to think of the visual, this, this visual of you all side by side is very confusing to the audience. This visual, but only one speaker, the audience is like, what do I do? She's yeah. there, but I don't, it's, it's, it's diluting and distracting from your message, Bob, having a person present that is not doing anything. So yeah. I would, if you're speaking and it's a back and forth, you're both there. If it's mm-hmm. a good long time, like five minutes or more where you're not speaking, then you move out of the way. You're visually showing the audience, pay attention to Bob. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready to come back, then you come back. It's kind of like when I throw to a video, if I'm speaking and I'm like, okay, check out this video. I move back off stage. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm on stage, but I move to the back of the stage and out of the light because I mm-hmm. want them to watch the video. If I'm in the front, they're like, do I look at you or the video? I don't, I don't know. Your visuals tell them something and they teach them who to pay attention to. So I would use that rough timeline where if it's five minutes, just scooch out of the way for a little bit and then come back. Um, And then what is 30 minutes? You're off. What if it's five minutes or less? Yeah. You're just, Oh, less than five minutes. Yeah. Um, Then you can be there, but you would handle it like you handle a media interview. So like if I'm on, um, if we were doing a media interview right now, where is the news and you are introducing me and it's a long intro where you're talking about what happened and, you know, your, your city that night, I'm sitting there like this. <laughs> you're just, you're nodding along. Like you're a audience participant. Part of so you're smiling and you're like, oh, good point. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you, you're not just like staring <laughs> off into outer space. You know what I mean? Because again, your visual, it, what I would do is if it's less than five minutes, I would find a way to pull you into the conversation where it's not just Bob teaching. So if it's, if it's five minutes less than you, if you're going to be there, you need to be interacting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like you said the other day, Linda, like, da, da, da. yeah, exactly. Da, da, da. One said it's okay. Great. Now it's back. Just pull you into make it more of a dialogue. If you're up front, if you're up front and if you're up front, I would make it a dialogue. And if you it's not a dialogue, then you're out of shot. Does that make That's sense? Great. All right. That's good. That's so helpful. You got some staging to do before tonight. <laughs> because he's like, no, I want you to stay there. It helps me. And I'm like, it's too weird. Bob, to that is selfish. Bob, that's not your right. secure okay. blanket. No. We need to give. Okay. Since Y'all are so the- sorry you asked me for feedback on your show. <laughs> no, let's give a little more context here. So the context is um, <laughs> not that she would go 30 minutes without talking, but that she would interject throughout. Because she is really good at that. Honestly, a lot oh, of our podcasts. That's a totally different story. Like I'm it the producer. Where it's like 30 minutes of him being like, I'm doing this, this, this. Then I have to find ways to interject. Okay. Hey, we don't We don't need to. <laughs> okay. If, really if, the goal, <laughs> if the goal is for both of you to speak, then absolutely uh-huh. both of you be up there. But you need to figure out what that interaction looks like because what y'all did on stage for the offering was beautiful. It was so natural. It was back and forth. It was effortless. There was nothing awkward about it. You didn't have to butt in Linda. And there was no awkward silences when there was a handoff. You you both have the ability to do that. So I would just translate that skill to this, our keynote tonight. And you guys get on the same page of, are we doing this together? Or are we doing it separate? If it's separate, Linda, you're out of shot. If it's together, then figure out what that dynamic is. Now, let me say this. 
this actually takes work. There's nothing wrong with you guys that you don't have it figured out. When we would do like massive smart conferences and like Dave would be out there or like I would be out there and I just finished my keynote and then Dave would come meet me and we would talk back and forth about my new book and then I would leave and then he would pitch the book and pitch like all of that was practiced. You block it. He'd say, okay, so you, you say, thank you so much for having me. You get your applause, stay there while they're clapping. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to stand oh, wow. next to you when they're done clapping. Then I'm going to say, so Christy, you have a new book coming out. And then we're going to go, I'm going to ask you about the book. You're going to talk about the book. And then I'm going to say, y'all give her another round. They're going to give you another round while they're clapping. You leave. And then I'm going to pitch the book and the signing and you go out. All of that was staged. And I don't wow. mean staged like fake. It was planned. So yeah. if you're going to do a talk with another person, plan it, plan who's talking, when is it back and forth? She should not have to butt in because that's not, that's, that would be awkward, but you guys plan. And, and, and if you want her to interject, then you turn, here's what's key. Again, it's visuals, Bob, if you want her in the conversation, then what you're going to do is you're saying something, you're going to turn your body towards her and go, right, Linda. And that is her cue to go, right. And then she jumps in with what she'd like to say, you're going to hand it to her. And then she's going to give her sound bite, her two sentences or two minutes, whatever you guys decide. And then she's going to turn back to you and go, exactly. And then her body is telling you it's yours. And you're going mm -hmm. back to you. It's yeah. an unconscious. I mean, it's a um, unspoken way to communicate that we are doing this together because um, just hoping it happens is not a good plan and could lead to awkward yeah. moments for the audience. And also putting either of you in the position of having to butt in on either one is not a good position because that's because it's rude and it, and, and it's awkward. So yeah, plan it, plan it. That's a short answer. Plan, plan it. Just think it, plan mm -hmm. it all through. Talk. You can talk through the whole talk before tonight. And I don't mean do the whole thing live. I mean, just talk through it like da, 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 this section. Okay. And then I'll throw it to you. Okay. Write your name in Linda. Linda comes in here. Okay. And then I'll do this. Okay. And then throw it to you. Just adapt your notes to where now, you know, who's coming in when. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, this has been super helpful. I'm super excited about it. So yeah. uh, for anyone who wants to, um, again, at this point is excited, like, yes, I need to improve and grow in Sarah. You have excited, this awesome... like I'm never having, having you back on the show. <laughs> no, I mean, like wants to go deeper and wants more of your help. You yeah. know, so yeah. one of your PDFs I've downloaded, it's top 10 mistakes that all speakers make. Um, everybody should run out and get this. Mm -hmm. um, and this is at christywright.com slash speaking, yep. correct? Yeah. Okay. And then you have other free PDFs on there that they can get as well. Yes. Right. One of them was, was one of them about the story arc. Remember, remember that we right? have, so I have a speaking business starter kit, which is a bunch of templates to help people start okay. their speaking business or get booked as a speaker. I have the top 10 mistakes all speakers make, um, yep. and how to avoid them, which is important. Um, and so those are the two main ones. And then I have a content clarity starter kit okay. if you're not sure about what your content is to help you identify what your content is. But, all right. yeah. but you so also have so a course teaching yeah. this as well, right? So um, yes. do you want to share anything about that before we wrap sure. up? Sure. Sure. The course is not open right now. It's called Stop Winging It, How to Face Your Fear, Craft Your Message, and Present Like a Pro, but I also do coaching. And then the um, the other course, Start Getting Booked, How to Get Booked and Paid as a Speaker is open right now. And so you can get okay. in that any time of the year, um, but Stop Winging It only opens twice a year. So we just, we opened right. about a, a month ago. So yeah, okay, but, but if you, you can find out all this at christywright.com. Okay. But if you get the PDFs, you'll be on your email list. You'll be able to hear when it's open, right? That's right. That's right. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate all yes. this. Um, we took notes. I'm going to go back and watch it again. We're going to rework this five minutes. That's and right. I can't wait to make do it, it better. again. Y'all so. are seriously 
seriously so good. The things that you can't teach, like having a comfort level on stage, having a really great interaction to people is hard and y'all do it very, very well. And so I just want to say y'all have all the right pieces. If y'all rearrange a couple things, it'll be that much more impactful because people can track with you, but y'all have yeah. so many things going right. So th thanks for asking awesome. me to do that. That was really fun. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Thanks Appreciate it, Christy. Us. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, we want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah, and if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah, and we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah, and it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand, and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.